The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I am Opal Singleton and we come to you every Thursday morning right here in beautiful, wonderful Southern California. I know I'm prejudiced and I've spent most of the last two weeks in the Midwest. You had reruns out there. I uh, had an amazing, amazing trip. I went up through Chicago with uh, the Worldwide Conference for Seventh-day Adventist uh, Church. And what an amazing group of people, 20,000 people there and just, you know, on fire to change the world. And it was really uh an amazing opportunity, and for those of you that are listening that met me there, thank you so much for all your kind words and all the people who listen to this. I really appreciate it. I went down through St. Louis, and I ended in uh, Dallas at the Crimes Against Children's Conference, and that is just an extraordinary conference. It is closed. It is uh, closed to law enforcement and like that, and it is four days of looking at global cases of crimes against children, so you kind of come out of there needing a bath. But if we're going to do this work, we need to understand it, and it is such a absolute privilege to listen to the experts around the world. And again, I met so many people who say, hey, you were here last year, I listened to your podcasts, and uh, they, they really mean a lot, and many of these people actually host the podcast. And by the way, you can do that if you want to. There is no charge for that. You simply contact me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. And uh, we will arrange to get you an embed code. It's not as hard as it sounds. And you can also rebroadcast this. The whole idea is to offer free human trafficking training to the entire world. And this goes out to over 100 countries. I believe it's about 170. And so it is at any time you want specialized training, you can get all of these shows. It's easy as it can be. Just go to exploitedcrimes.com. Click on listen, and there are over 70 hours of free training, just like the one we're about to do. Now, we have a dynamo guest today, and I can't wait to get to her. Uh, her name is Susan Steele. Okay. Hello. Good morning. It sounds like we have a lot more than Susan Steele going on there. You have a crowd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, in the morning. <laughs> Susan is an anger management expert. And uh, I'm really excited about getting to her. But with her permission, I want to share with you three major cases. We've actually had seven new cases that we have dealt with this week. But I don't want to take up the whole show because she has valuable information to share. But I do want to tell you about three new cases. Now, you can get uh, access to these cases by following Million Kids on Facebook. You just go to Facebook, find Million Kids, and hit like. And we post new cases every three to four hours. But these particular three cases I wanted to bring to your attention. 
The headline on this one, it's from the L.A. Regional, L.A. meaning Los Angeles for you folks overseas. Los Angeles is from the L.A. Regional Human Trafficking Task Force. It's an advisory regarding Compton, Linwood, and probably Long Beach. They usually all go together. That is a really high-impact area for commercial sex in Southern California. And so um, L.A. Task Force was really targeted. They were doing some undercover uh, stings on there, and they arrested 33 people. Sixteen of them were males who were looking to solicit undercover sex for various sex acts. So what I'm telling you is just because Backpage is no longer up, that does not mean that undercover stings are dead. We are figuring out how to find you, you people who think they're going to go out there and solicit sex, especially from a 14 or a 16-year-old, and you will get caught and you will pay a price. Uh, there's a new bill that's been put into uh, Los Angeles, excuse me, in uh, California, where they are uh, suggesting that if you get picked up for this, you will be given a $10,000 fine, which will go for the processing of your legal fees and then off to the victim. So you need to know that this is being ratcheted up and things are actually happening and law enforcement is going after it. Another case that happened right here in my area, it was Los Angeles, but I live about 60 miles outside of Los Angeles. So this was in Paris, Hemet, Rialto, and L.A. There was a major drug bust. And why is this related to sex trafficking? Because the same organizations are often doing it, or they're buying drugs from drug trafficking cartels to use on our people, our girls, our guys that are being exploited. This headline says Southern California drug raid nets nearly two dozen people thousands of pounds of narcotics. This is the Sinaloa cartel, a Mexico cartel living rights among, is that a good English? Rights among us? (laughs) Right around us, you know, sending their kids to our schools next to our kids. They went in and found the three separate drug organizations connected to Sinaloa. 850 pounds of meth, 93 pounds of heroin, 50 pounds of marijuana, a ton of cocaine, and approximately $1.42 million, $1.42 million in drug money. And that is here in Southern California from the Sinaloa Cartel, not Mexico, right here in Southern California, Paris, Hemet, Rialto, and Los Angeles. And finally, there is a culmination of a case that's been going on for a long time. But I wanted to bring all of this to your attention because it's real easy to read this kind of complicated story and read over it and not get the impact of the damage of what this woman did. It is the last of four suspects on an international sex trafficking ring. It originated right here in the area where I live, in Chino Hills. I live a little east of there. And what was happening is they were bringing in foreign-born women from Korea and China, and they were operating out of Minnesota and back east in some other uh, states. I can't remember where. What For you people that live out of uh, the country or far away from us, you know, that's thousands of miles away. This was being operated on the West Coast, that it was being, um, excuse me, it was being rammed from the West Coast, but it was being operated out in the Midwest 
and uh, upper northern uh, northern Dakota and Minnesota. They literally had just a, a huge amount of girls that they were selling. These girls were highly exploited. They had to pay for their own food, their own housing, their own transportation, their own ads, and they were beaten and they were robbed. But here's what I want you to hear on this. When they went into the facility, this was being run out of a house in Minnesota. When they went into that facility, there were little more than two mattresses found inside, and there was literally a line of men standing outside waiting to have sex with three women in the household. Now, imagine the exploitation of that. Imagine what it's like to be in that neighborhood. Surely somebody could have seen that. If you have a line of men, much of the time, standing outside of a residence, there's a a red flag, hello? We must start to educate each other about how this works. That is human exploitation at its absolute worst. And I am very, very proud of law enforcement for literally doing what it takes to find these people to be able to go after this. You know, this one would not have been easy to find unless somebody reported it because it was being run out of Chino's Hills, California, being operated out of Minnesota and North Dakota, and it was being operated with foreign nationals. And a lot of times, just because of what's going on in our society, we don't want to get involved. You know, if, if they're a different ethnicity, we don't want to get involved, and I get that. But if you go by a house and there's a line of men standing outside, maybe you should call one 888 I'll say that again before it's over. In fact, maybe say it right now. one 888 That is the National Center for Missing Exploited Children, and that is their hotline. So we're going to get on with our show now. Uh, I do want to tell you, I know that that most of the people who watch or listen to this show are uh, people who get this on archive. I get that. I get all the reports. I know exactly who's listening and what what towns, what cities, what state, what countries. And uh, so I know that most of you aren't listening live, but many of you are. So should you want to call in and ask Susan a question, you can do that at 866-472-5788. 866-472-5788 or you can send me an email after the fact my name is opal it's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org and I'll get it over to Susan but we're also going to tell you how to connect with Susan well we're down to about three minutes I dominated the heck out of that section sorry Susan yeah, anyway okay. um, Susan just give us a three minute bio on yourself I am a certified anger management counselor. I deal with majority of at-risk kids, meaning they're in the foster system, they're being reunited with their family. They may be in group homes, which are now called STRTP, short-term residential treatment centers. And I help them to identify their anger and how to use the proper strategy, techniques, and coping skills to de-escalate so they don't go into aggression or rage. It's interesting how anger can help us, and most people think anger is the behavior, where anger is the secondary feeling covering our primary feelings of sadness, hurt, frustration, Mm -hmm. disrespect. 
um, attachment issues. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that have happened to us in our life. Anger is the feeling. It's powerful. And it's perfectly normal. It's a human feeling. We're, we all were born with this feeling. Right. But here's the key. We were not born with the knowledge how to handle that anger. Hmm. It's here to supply us with information, motivation, energy, intimacy, and serenity. And a lot of people... A lot of people think when I say that, how can anger give me intimacy? How can anger give me serenity? Using anger appropriately helps us to move towards that situation that is causing us to be uncomfortable. It activates, I come from the neuroscience of anger, meaning Mm -hmm. I, I deal with two parts of the brain. The amygdala, which is our survival part of our brain, we need that. We need that to survive. And the prefrontal cortex, which is our executive functioning of our brain, that helps us to self-regulate. It's the cognitive decision. It helps us to problem-solve, reasoning, logic, creativity. Mm -hmm. It helps us to adapt to the current situation. Anger is about the current situation. And here's the trick that I like to talk to the, to the kids, I'd also deal with adults, is when we have had a past trauma, most of the kids I deal with are at-risk kids, and they have had s- severe trauma in their life. Mm-hmm. When we do not identify the issue and we push it under the rug, we don't deal with it, it is imprinted on our brain. Yeah, it kind of becomes a little monster. Absolutely. And then it turns into a bunch of little monsters. Yeah. Hey, we're starting to come up against a break here, so I'm going to cut you off for a little bit, and uh, uh, we're going to pick up, and we're going to get deep into this in the next section. We are talking to Susan Steele. She is an anger management expert out of Southern California. She does um, all kinds of uh, counseling for adults and kids. And so um, what we're going to do in this next section is we're going to dive deep into understanding exactly how all this works and what it means to you and what it means in having to learn to create and contain your anger and how to teach your young people to do that. We're up against this hard break, so we're going to ask you to stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, 
video games and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello, and thank you for joining us again. We are talking to Susan Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E, and she is an anger management expert from Southern California. So I want to not waste any time. I want to pick up with this conversation. So you're born with two sides. One's creative. One is, is um, what's the other side? Give it, give it to me again here. Uh, dealing with the amygdala in the prefrontal cortex. Uh-huh. Well, could you say that in English? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's hard for me to pronounce it, too. <laughs> Yes, so, we were ta- I'm sorry. Go ahead. What we were talking about was the two parts that come from the neuroscience of anger, which means that I deal with two parts of our brain. And the amygdala, which is our survival part of our brain, and the prefrontal cortex that helps us to, to self-regulate, problem-solve, be creative, adapt to the situation. And it tells us, it feeds us the signals. The amygdala is triggered by a thought, And here's the interesting thing. We may have a thought, but the amygdala does not know it's not happening right now. It it does not know reality from not reality. So we could have a thought of something that happened two weeks ago. Oh, that happens to me all the time, and I get myself all (laughs) jacked up on it. You know, and you're like, cut it out. Absolutely. (laughs) So the amygdala starts to prepare us to to fight or flight. It sends out all those chemicals. And it's, it's important for us to have those chemicals. But what happens is it sends, in our blood, it has the chemicals. And when it reaches our prefrontal cortex, which is directly above our left eye on our forehead, in the blood is chemicals that actually block the prefrontal cortex from functioning. It mm-hmm. impairs it. So when that signal reaches and we are in that state, it sends signals back to amygdala saying, I can't help you. I can't function. So mm-hmm. then it causes the amygdala to send out more chemicals to prepare us to fight. 
Uh-huh. That's where the rage comes in or severe aggression. Mm-hmm. But getting back to, you know, that's the behavior. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. The difference between anger, a feeling, which is anger, and emotion, which is the behavior. Anger yeah. is internal. Say that, say that again, Susan. Anger is the f- internal feeling. Mm-hmm. Emotion is the external behavior. It's what we display, ah. our body language. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. We'll see a girl crying. We'll go, boy, she was very excited or crying. So we can see it. Now, can we see feelings? No. We can assume. We can say, it seems like you're sad mm-hmm. by the behavior. So the anger also gives us energy. It provides us with the drive and determination to take action as well as to cope with a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where sometimes we as young kids were not taught. This comes from childhood, learning about our feelings. Our so let me, let, me, let me stop you there a minute. Uh-huh. First of all, do we believe that some people are born with a higher level of, um, I don't want to say anger, but some people are more tightly wound and some people are like easygoing. So is there a DNA effect of this, of, of uh, how much emotion some people feel versus others? Yes, and that comes from our environment. Mm-hmm. Nature versus environment. Um, there was a study, uh, forget the gentleman's name, but he did uh, brain scans for Alzheimer's. We all have the capability of having the aggression mutation cell. It's up to our environment if it's going to be activated or not. This gentleman was in a very loving house environment. He, make the story short, he ended up finding out that he not only had the cell of aggression mutation, he also had the brain scan of a psychopath. Oh, wow. Yes. He cannot remember a day in his life where he became aggressive or rage. The only time that he could recall was when he was competitive in playing games. He wouldn't even let his grandchild win. He reflected back. I know people like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he reflected back and he contributed it to his environment. Environment, answering your question, environment plays a huge role. Teaches us how to self-regulate, how to perceive that situation. There is a coping skill I use. It's RET, Rational Emotive Therapy. It deals with our belief because our amygdala is triggered by our thoughts or by what we feel, what we see. That's why I have to be very, very careful when I deal with trauma-based children that have been through sexual abuse, physical abuse. Um, if I place my hands on their back, that sure. might have been how they were, were groomed. And yes. that's going to be a trigger. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the physical parts when you're dealing with a person in the, when they are in that state The other very crucial part of information, if I may relate this to you, anger ignites in us only for two to five seconds. After that, that we have to, pardon me? 
only two to five seconds? Yes. That's where you feel that jolt in your body. Mm-hmm. Your, your heart pounds. It, that's the indicator that gets the amygdala uh, starting to survive. We then, consciously or unconsciously, we have to commit to that angry environment. That's why we use the coping skill, walk away, breathe, count. Because the minute we walk away, we're walking away from this external stimuli. Right. That gives us a chance to calm down. We're not in that fright mode. We're not ready to fight. So our survival part of our brain, the amygdala, is starting to calm down. Once we ask ourselves a question, what am I upset about? It activates the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex is the brakes to the amygdala. It tells it, hey, dude, come on, calm, calm down. I don't need to go up fight right now. Let me think this through. Let me problem solve. What else can I do? So it's very crucial to ask ourselves those two questions, what and why, that will activate. The other very important thing, if you have kids, um, which we all do, and they get into, a, depending on what level of aggression, the chemicals will not go back to baseline from anywhere to two to four hours. Is that right? For yeah. a child? Or is that for, true of for, adults too? For any individual. Two to four hours, the actual chemicals won't actually settle down. So what you're saying is if they have additional stimuli that comes in and hits it, it'll ignite again. Absolutely. You'll see a child or an adult that, you know, external body features are, they're calm, they're over it, they're okay now. Someone accidentally walks by them and bumps them. That's a trigger. What the hell are you doing? Oh, excuse me. What the heck are you doing? (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) That's because the chemicals are not back to baseline, and they don't have full cognitive recognition awareness. Now, let me ask you this. Is there such a thing as shortening that time with exercise, uh, learning to deal with that so that it doesn't stay that long? Absolutely, and that's, I use a lot of coping skills. I use cognitive behavior tools, therapy, to help us to recognize. The biggest thing is to recognize and be self-aware of our body indicators the minute we're triggered. We can hold on to that, we can decrease it, and we can de-escalate it, and we can control it. Our mind is very powerful, if you really think about it. Right now, Oprah, you, can, if I asked you to stop breathing, can you stop breathing? For a second. <laughs> and that's what everybody says. You're holding your breath. We cannot stop breathing. That is an automatic function in our body that we don't want it to change. Mm-hmm. So we can rewire our brain through neuroplasticity to develop a new pathway and, and it will solidify with our neurotransmitter, our synapses. And eventually, when we do not use what I call a old habit, when we don't use the old habit, it will literally break away. Interesting. So, so you can, can kind rewire. of put, you can put away old behaviors and start to use new tools if you make a conscientious decision to do that. Absolutely, and that's why over on, when you apply 
these techniques and strategies and coping skills on a daily basis, it will constantly build another pathway in your brain. We can rewire our brain. Look at the athletes. How often do they practice every day, eight hours a day? Mm-hmm. That enhances that pathway. Interesting. They, they, We're starting to come up against a break. We are talking to Susan Steele, and she runs NTSP Anger Management. She'll tell us what that stands for, because I know I have it here somewhere. But NTSP, in like never, T, Tom, S, Sam, P, Paul, NTSP Anger Management out of Southern California. When we come back, Susan, I want to kind of start to talk about how this plays out in young kids, since you work with foster kids who have been just, through the mill and back in many cases. Um, I want to start to talk about, you know, dealing with very young children and also senses of abandonment and that kind of thing with foster kids. So we're talking with Susan Steele. The show is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. You can always contact us at Opal at Million Kids. Please follow Million Kids on Facebook. And we are up against that break, and we're going to ask you to stay with us a minute, and we're going to be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, I just want to take a few minutes to say I am just uh, greatly humbled and overwhelmed by the number of people who tell me they listen to this podcast or this broadcast. It is both a podcast and a broadcast. This is a real live radio show that goes out to 170 countries. And uh, they're just amazing people over at Voice America Variety Channel. This is broadcast out of Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, hats off to all those folks that have been making this happen for a couple of years. I also want to say a great big thank you just, just for your support, for your prayers, and especially for your financial support. So many of you send a check, maybe $25, $50. All of it makes a huge difference. We run many programs here at Million Kids, certainly this worldwide education program is one of them, and we believe that it is changing lives because we hear about it all over the all over the place when we travel. And I'm always blown away. I was in St. Louis, and somebody's going, oh, are you the lady on? <laughs> so it's really, really powerful. But also, we use your funding to help get women off the street, to help find missing kids out there, to educate in schools, to educate parents, to educate law enforcement. We are law enforcement trainers. So if anyone wants to make a donation to Million Kids, I can tell you we run a very slick kind of operation. I don't get paid through Million Kids. I have my own job. Our media marketing gal has her own job. You know, when you send funds, we make it work out there in the world. So if you're interested in donating, please go to www millionkids.org hit that donate button and if you want to be advertised on these uh, shows let us know we'll get you on there Uh, certainly we have a very fine audience so I don't want to take any more time Susan Steele is an anger management specialist and Susan I want to start right from the get-go here of you see uh, parents dealing with anger in small children all the time uh, yeah. you, you see them at the store and they're down on the floor kicking and screaming and the parent is afraid of being arrested and I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> haul that kid out of here, you know. <laughs> how, how does that work and what is going on and what, how should that be handled? Well, first of all, temper tantrum is a violation of our expectation. And that's where anger is being triggered. So that little two-year-old wants that candy bar, and mom says no. Now, you and I, we're adults. We have a very functioning prefrontal cortex. We understand, okay, says no. I'm not going to get it right now. Maybe tomorrow I'll get it. But to that child, or and there are some adults, (laughs) when they hear no, they think it's a lifetime because their prefrontal cortex is not developed. The prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until the age of 25. And how it's developed is through life experience. Mm -hmm. So that little two, three-year-old is throwing that temper tantrum. The chemicals have been released from the amygdala. Here's the great thing about the amygdala. And most parents are going to say, that's not great. Our amygdala tells us that life is fair. I deserve this. Mm. I should get this. So the amygdala <laughs> is telling that little boy, you should get that. Don't listen to mommy. Not really, but they'll see it. Yeah, sure. We're not hearing voices in our head. Uh-huh. But it's sending the chemicals out, and it's implying, I should have this. I asked for this. How we can work with that is to, through validation. Yes, honey, I know you want that candy. 
we just can't have it right now. We may have it after lunch for our dessert, or we can have it tomorrow. So it's building the prefrontal cortex with problem solving and reasoning. It's, it's validating the child's need. He wants that candy. That's a need to him. Let's mm-hmm. validate the need, separate the behavior. Once the child is calmed down, then we're able to address the behavior with coping skills, understandings, techniques, and strategies. Because when we are full of those chemicals, we are not in a comprehensive mind to grasp what mom is teaching us. Fascinating, fascinating. So I want to move this on then to applying this to, for instance, foster kids and kids Mm. from broken homes or um, that kind of thing where they have been through trauma. They've been, you know, one of the things I've always said about the foster system is that it is a perfect grooming ground for for teenagers when they began to become teenagers to go into commercial sex because we tell them, you know, we move them from place to place where they have no anchor relationship and no single identity to validate who they are. And then we tell them, you have to do this to get to stay. And, Absolutely. you know, that is, that's a perfect grooming tool for a predator when they get to be 12, 13, 14 years old. Yes, yes. And I'm so glad you asked me that question. Um, my heart goes out to every single child. They were not the architecture of their life. Right. But they are suffering the benefits. I try to educate the kids that I work with is that they may not have been the architecture of their life but they can develop a new blueprint and they can change that blueprint for their life through knowledge, education. Trauma, they have trauma after trauma after trauma. First they're removed from their home. Then they're placed in the foster system. Something goes astray. They're removed again. Society trauma. My biggest thing that I work with with these children is to help them identify how they're feeling and it is okay. They remind me of a rosebud. A rosebud is so tightly wound up. They're holding on. They don't want to feel that feeling. They don't want to feel abandonment. They don't want to feel I can't attach. It takes much more strength to hold that bud together than to release it and blossom. And that's what I try to work with. And let's blossom. The minute they feel that pain, they go into a survival mode. And mm-hmm. that's where they go into aggression or rage. Mm-hmm. Rage is it's very interesting. It is a perceived threat to pride, status, and dignity. And the root of rage comes from childhood. So these foster children have, you can only imagine what has gone on in their home. That CPS has come in to remove them for their safety. Mm -hmm. Through anger management, and there are so many great services out there, great group homes, foster cares, that will help them, neuter them, educate them. They get stuck and do not recognize they don't even know how to feel. Sure. Because we, if you think about it, we were taught, oh, that, did that make you embarrassed? They cover up right away. Right. They become the, the tough woman or tough man. Well, it, also, there's probably, you know, I always come back to 
when you don't have that safe relationship where you can share, I mean, to me, some of the challenge of the foster care system, and this may not relate to anger, I don't know, but, uh, you know, we you are who you are based on the environment you're in and how you perceive that. And and so you get in one environment, you start to feel a little bit safe. You start to down this road and then, pow, you're pulled out of that one and you're starting all over on a new one. And Absolutely. so, you know, I think foster kids, even if they're starting to explore why they feel rage and how to deal with it, then all of the exterior elements are altered, and they start all over trying to figure out who they are. Yes, and it causes an internal confusion because they can't identify who they are, and this is where the sex exploration comes in. They will come up against a gentleman or a a woman who has these expertise they know exactly where to tap into this child, where their vulnerability is. I was in your in-service yesterday, and you brought something up very important. And this, I've seen this with foster kids. They will come home and say, so-and-so bought this for me. That is a huge red flag. But for them, somebody is caring about them. Yes. That is mm-hmm. what's missing in their life. Anybody who's going to validate them as a person. Yes. And that is the door opening to our sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And when they do not feel validated by being removed or constantly being told your behavior is this, you, you do this, versus explaining and educating the behavior we are choosing is because we are reacting on the internal charge and we haven't been taught yet how to respond to the internal energy. There's a difference there. Mm-hmm. Anger gives us that energy to move towards. Okay, this gentleman is telling me I'm pretty. Uh, he wants to buy me some new clothes. That is a huge red flag that should cause a uncomfortable feeling internally to us, and we get the heck out of there. Right. But the foster children have not. They have been prepared and trained themselves to suppress and emotionally paralyze their feelings. And if you think about it, their past environment has been of this nature. Yes. So they, uh-huh. they feel somewhat comfortable and they cannot distinguish with the happy emotions and the uncomfortable feelings. Fascinating. So it, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just said that's fascinating. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's um, I try my best to help them with recognizing their internal feelings. That is the key to that the current situation is not good for me. Unfortunately, when we don't deal and solve our past situations, those past trauma situations come up and causes confusion for the present. It does not mm-hmm. allow us to stay mindful at the present and to address what's happening right now. So it's harder to maintain control in your life because you're, it's coming through you kind of like a warfare maybe uh, where you're experiencing these feelings but you don't know how to sort through them and select the, the positive ones. Absolutely. And that's why you'll see people uh, go into the what I call the four stages of rage. Okay, the interrogator, wait. intimidator. Um, the the uh, one the distancer 
uh, I love that one. The person will say, um, I can't deal with this right now. I'm going back to work, honey. We'll talk about this later. Wow. So give us, uh, we're at one minute here uh, until we're up against a break, but give me those four stages again. Interrogator, intimidator, distancer, and my mind just went blank on the fourth one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're up against a hard break, folks. We are talking to Susan Steele. She is an anger management specialist, and especially working with foster kids and young kids that are that are uh, really at risk here. But she also works with couples uh, because, you know, we want to keep families together. And she works with both male and female individuals that are dealing with anger management. So we're up against a heartbreak. This is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. And we're going to ask you to stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. We are talking to Susan Steele. She is an anger management expert. I do want to remind you that if you really like this show, we'd like to hear from you. You can contact me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org, and we're going to give you Susan's contact information also. But if you should want to, if you don't 
get that for some reason you want to reach her, you can always reach her through me. I want to remind you that all of these shows are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. Exploitedcrimes.com. You just go in there and hit listen, and you will see all the archived shows on there. And what will happen is that these can be forwarded. You can play them over and over. You can send them to your relatives. You can send them to your ex-husband if you want to, (laughs) since we're talking about anger management. (laughs) Anyway, I just wanted to let you know all that information is out there, uh, and certainly you can access it at any time. So Susan and I have been talking about uh, dealing with anger in foster kids. One of the things that her and I were saying that I often get contacted by parents. Um, one of one of the things that happens is parents get in a fight, they get in a divorce, they get in an affair, and it affects the children in that home. And you'll often hear me say in other shows that if you're in an affair, don't think for one second nobody knows. Trust me, kids can sense it, they can feel it, and you can't keep it quiet. And you are setting the precedent for that child. So, uh, in the meantime, let's let's talk about what happens when you have a spouse with an anger issue. And it could be male or female. We always think of batterers as males, but, you know, females have anger management issues, too. So, uh, how does that work with a spouse? With a spouse, it would be the same with actually with anybody. But the problem with a spouse is it hasn't been dealt with. So, they grow up to become an adult, and they have kept the same behavior. Mm-hmm. The big crucial part here is what we are demonstrating to our children. We are teaching them how to deal with an uncomfortable situation, with an argument. Here's the key to an argument. An argument is proving the other person wrong, and right. it causes us to fail to listen to the person's needs. So here's when the spouse is in is trying to argue, I would recommend and encourage the other spouse to sit there and listen. This is what I hear, honey. I hear and I see you're upset. I see that you're bothered by and identify. I encourage using the I statement for the, to keep you uh, out of aggression. I feel identifying your feelings, then identifying the behavior of this, I'm sorry, identifying the event mm-hmm. or the life situation and then identifying the solution. I'll give you an example. I feel very disrespected when I am spoken to in a loud tone of voice. I then withdraw and I don't further the conversation versus I feel disrespectful when you talk to me in a loud tone. I'm placing blame on someone else. I am not taking my responsibility of how I am feeling. Anger Susan, management let me stop is, you. Let me uh-huh. stop you. Would you say that again? That's powerful, what you just said. Thank you, Oprah. My mind just went blank. <laughs> okay, that's okay. No, what, what you were saying is that you turn it into I statements. I feel yeah. disrespected. I say that again. Okay, using the I statement, it helps us to identify how I am feeling. I feel disrespected identifying the, the event. I feel disrespected when I am talked to in a loud voice. I then shut down and cannot further the conversation. You As see, opposed to about- saying, you know, uh, 
uh, I hate it when you yell at me. Right. When we use the word you, we are putting the other person on defense, and that's where defense mechanism comes in to protect us. You're placing blame on the other person. Anger management is not about the other person. It is solely about us on how we are going to respond to the situation versus reacting. You know, Susan, we're we're starting to come up towards the end of the show, and I want the people to know how to reach you, but I honestly think... We probably ought to have one more show with you. Oh, I would uh, love to. Because I think, I think this is really powerful for foster kids out there and also families that yeah. are dealing with anger and also, quite frankly, um, the, the kinds of things that go on in sexual exploitation. So with yeah. your permission, we'd like to have you on again. Oh, I would uh, love to. How can, uh, we're coming towards the end of the show, how can people reach you? Uh, my phone number is Erico 951 323-1434. I'm also on Facebook, NTSP Anger Management. My email is ntspangermanagement at gmail.com. Okay, so her phone number, 951-323-1434. That is in the United States. If you are overseas or uh, you just want to reach her by email, uh, her website is N like never, T like Tom, S like Sam, P like Paul. That happens to stand for, I wrote it down here, Needs Treatment Service Plan, NTSP. So it's NTSP, Anger Management. Her name Correct. is Susan Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E. And um, thank you. And uh, so... Again, you can follow her on Facebook at NTSP Anger Management. Is that correct, uh, Susan? Correct. Yeah. Okay. One, one last time as we close, if you know anyone that is a victim of human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, or even uh, committed and involved in child pornography, you can report that at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children that number is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. That is also on the Million Kids Facebook page. I'd encourage you to follow us on Facebook. Just go there, find us. It is Million Kids. Hit like, and you can get all of these shows. We have two websites: www.millionkids.org to donate. And if you want to share this show with others, you can do that at www.exploitedcrimes.com. That is www.exploitedcrimes.com. So I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time out of your life to listen to this. I think this is powerful. We are going to have Susan back hopefully next week. I have to look at the calendar. Uh, But I think that this is powerful stuff, and I want you to be able to use it to make all of our lives better. So thank you for listening. I want to remind you that the four most powerful words in all the world are, I believe in you. And we believe in you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. 